Hello and welcome to the Matt Belair podcast. As an explorer of the mind and world, author and coach, I have spent a lifetime learning how to push my limits and achieve my highest potential. My mission is to bring you the most inspiring, conscious, and empowering teachers, leaders, and thinkers on the planet. To bring you stories, lessons, and messages that will help you master your mind, body, and spirit. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, beautiful human being. It is such a privilege and an honor to be with you again today. I hope that wherever you are in the world that you are doing well, that you are healthy and happy and coherent, sending you a massive hug through the airwaves. We have another amazing guest for you today. We have my friend Samuel J. Tellum. He is an absolutely beautiful musician, also an amazing uh, embodiment of a beautiful human being, the volunteer work he does, uh, who he is off the stage and who he is as a human being is my absolute favorite part about this man. And on the side, but most of the time um, front and center, he makes absolutely fantastic, beautiful, conscious, incredible music. So you're going to be introduced to an incredible artist. Um, so go check out his music, Samuel J. And, um, and we're going to get into this podcast where we di- dive deep. Uh, we talk about the power of music and taking action to change the world. Um, Some of the things we covered about um, why you need to get involved wherever you are in the world. We talk about the visionary art of Amanda Sage. We talk about using social media to instigate positive change. Um, We talk about the whaling and shark finning going on um, because he did some some work on that and he he worked in uh, Brazil in the favelas with underprivileged youth and and met this incredible, he has this incredible story about this guy named Lucky. Um, We talk about the importance of conscious consumption Uh, The sacredness of water, why supporting local is important. Samuel's advice to musicians and artists, because now he's getting to that point where he's being recognized and he gets to travel and do his work. But it wasn't always like this. Um, There's a process. Um, uh, We talk about the four seasons uh, by sacred path of the warrior Sunya Trumta. Uh, I'm probably butchering that pronunciation, but I'm sure Samuel will say it right in the podcast. So anyway, this is an amazing episode. You're going to enjoy it. If you want to support the episode, the best thing that you can do is one act of kindness today, wherever you are in the world. Get somebody's name, it counts. Pick up a piece of trash, it counts. Uh, pay it forward, it counts. Give a homeless a person uh, a buck or two and then get their name. That's two acts of kindness in one. And if you want to be a spiritual master for a week, um, I'm going to keep just doing this challenge. Um, we'll call it the uh, three kind acts challenge. I got to figure out exactly what it is so we can all be on the same page. Um, maybe just kindness challenge. Does that work? I don't know. Somebody help me out. Um, but three kind acts challenge, kindness challenge, hashtag that and go do three kind acts. Don't tell anybody um, and go out of your way to do it. And, um, you know, you won't say exactly what the kind acts are. You'll just say, hey, I'm doing this challenge. And um, that's it. Do three kind acts a day and see what happens. I believe you'll get a universal wink. Uh, something weird will happen to let you know you're on the path and you are a spiritual master because you're taking action and, and kindness and changing the world does require action. So please do that. I want to thank uh, my sponsor, David Lone Bear Center Pass, Native American Elder 
builder. Check out Lone Bear's Arts. Uh, we are looking for assistance to help him build these technologies from the ancient copper scrolls. He has a biodome, a 30% built in North Carolina. It's incredible. He has schematics for a resonator, which is essentially like a wind energy device that apparently has been used in, in spots. And I don't know. It's 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 madness. It, he's on previous podcasts talking about it. Uh, but he needs a little time and a little money to make it because he's just bare, like just you know making jewelry to pay rent so he doesn't have time to get the resources to sign so anyway he's the man support david lone bear santa pass native american elder um check out his podcast he's truly phenomenal also sync tuition if you go to bit.ly forward slash gamma waves you can get three free binaural beat tracks uh they're gamma wave brainwave and treatment they're pretty awesome sign up for the email list at mattbelair.com and if you want a lucid dreaming just go forward slash lucid dreaming and get an audio a hypnotic audio and you will also get an ebook guide to lucid dreaming so that's fun stuff also check out zen athlete because that's good and i wrote that book and it took me a while so you should read it um but it's also a guide to self-mastery it could be like just zen life which would be way more aligned with the podcast but i did sports because i want to kind of influence all the kids in the world and it's a way to kind of trick them so it is a guide to self-mastery pick up the book give it to a friend um and lastly if you guys want some coaching i'm doing a lot more heart journey activations i'm doing some shamanic death rituals which is another guided hypnotic process and also one-on-one coachings for those of you who are really um looking to level up to basically figure out you know who you are what your life purpose is what fulfills you um, remove the limiting beliefs the blocks and all that kind of thing and then give you a quick and direct path to what it is it's more like how to navigate it and then from a state of fulfillment so you're going to learn what i've learned in the best in consciousness personal development um, spirituality and all that kind of stuff and you'll be supported along the way so if you're interested in that just go to mattbelair.com forward slash coaching and you are solid so i think that's it oh you can also uh leave a review on the podcast that's super helpful like leaving a review and sharing these episodes is so helpful so i want to thank steph who left this one it says new listener and 100 percent hooked i stumbled upon this podcast it's really the only one like it available on itunes and it's everything i wanted in a podcast matt is so relatable and talks about the coolest topics with interesting guests i'm definitely a loyal follower of his work already well i appreciate that thank you and that's definitely going to inspire others to listen so please take a moment to leave a review that helps a ton so before we get into it let's just get into the state of peace and coherence wherever you are in the world and all you need to do to ever do that if you're stressed out if you're uh, feeling depressed if your mind is going nuts just take in three deep deep breaths and we're going to do it as a unit together so wherever you are in the world stop whatever you're doing and taking a deep breath in through your nose just connecting to your breath holding that breath in and just seeing this golden platinum crystal light coming down from the universe pulsing through every cell and every muscle and every fiber of your being connecting you to your divine nature and just let that breath out slowly with all the stresses all the cares of the day just letting them out just feeling a breath out of sigh and fresh air taking another deep breath in through your nose and then this time holding the breath and thinking about one thing that you're grateful for maybe it could be your eyesight it could be your legs it could be having a roof uh, full belly it could be having a friend or a family member it could be um having ears you know it could be hearing it could be all the senses a lot of people don't have that um, it could be your job it could be something that happened just one thing you're really grateful for let that breath out slowly if you've been holding it in and uh just be even more relaxed and take it one more deep breath in through your nose and this time magnifying that feeling of gratitude and i want you to send that out to your friends your family your co-workers and i'm sending you all of my gratitude love appreciation um all of my well wishes and support wherever you are in the world and i want you to just send that energy out to everybody you've ever met to everybody listening to this podcast as a unit and just send it out to the entire world where we may we all be fulfilled happy coherent enough joyful 
uh, beautiful, expansive human beings reaching our full potential and just being at peace wherever we are in the process and supportive to those around us. So thank you so much for coming on this episode. I appreciate you. So let's get into it with the incredible Samuel J. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mastermind, Body and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. Today's guest is an innovative singer, songwriter, producer, and conservationist. His unique music and soulful performances have helped him to establish a strong reputation with an ever-growing global fan base. Some of his career highlights include being selected to perform for His Holiness the Dalai Lama and performing at the Olympic and Paralympic Games in London. He has performed around the globe and shared the stage with the likes of Ben Harper, Michael Franti, Jack Johnson, Zero Seven, Alice Russell, and many others. As a result of his own fundraising dedication and volunteer efforts, his career has been supported by some of the world's greatest conservation platforms, including the Dalai Lama, Ocean Care, Greenpeace, and Sea Shepherd. He has taken part in expeditions with both organizations, visiting remote regions of the world and reporting from the area's most affected exploitation. He has completed his award-winning Brazil Live Project album featuring many of Brazil's greatest artists. The project is helping underprivileged children across Brazil. He continues to work with his youth warrior empowerment programs at schools wherever he is in tour. His best works are coming out this year in his big launch album, Into the Light. The album features orchestras, several world-renowned producers, and is set to take the world by storm. Welcome to the show, Samuel J. <laughs> what an intro. Wow. Condensed well, information. Yeah, well, you're doing a ton of work, man. I'm so glad to have you on the show <laughs> and, and finally um, make this happen. It's, it's, been a, it's been a long time coming, you know. because it, it has. I'm looking at what you're doing. It's so much, man. So I'm grateful for, for everything that you're doing, and I'm grateful to finally get you here. I just feel like the, you know, the probability of us having a really good connection um, whilst I'm on land is a lot better than, you know, whilst on the boat. I've been spending a lot of time, you know, on the expeditions recently. So thank you. Thank you for having me and greetings, everyone. Um, sending my blessings to all of you from California, kind of peak, you know, the peak heat of the summer has come to us on the, on the West Coast. And, you know, wherever you may be tuning into, I hope that for all of you in the Southern Hemisphere that at the peak of your winter, you know, I hope that's a beautiful um, winter season for you and, you know, everyone else uh, in the Northern Hemisphere, I hope you're having a joyful summer. You know, I feel growing up in Southern England is one assured way to appreciate the sun, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. Yeah. Um, well, one of the things I wanted to chat to you about, you know, the intro was long because you've been doing so much. You've been working super hard um, on top of being an incredibly talented musician. Um, I, where, I don't know where to start with you. I guess just to give the audience a little perspective on like who you are, um, a little bit about your background and all the incredible stuff you're working on. All right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> music is really the the main tool that I've chosen to um, communicate what I really feel I believe in um, with all my heart, which is there's, you know, this, this beautiful time, um, 
right now that is unfolding that really uh, you know is connecting the whole the whole planet really to uh, the question of you know our purpose here in this world our greater purpose um, as you know citizens of this this global family you know I don't see any separation between any of us and what it is we're really you know here to do at this time um, and what our what, what our responsibilities are you know for each other and for the for the planet and I'm really inspired by um, nature you know I love nature so deeply I was you know introduced to a very kind of um, I, you know, exposed to beautiful, beautiful um, kind of nature spots where I grew up in southern England. But really, from that grew like a, an understanding of, you know, the a little bit of an understanding. Cause we're always learning forever about it. But like the elements and the importance of the seasons and those those forces that give us life. You know, and my dad is, uh, you know, a very kind of intelligent and, and passionate uh, nautical navigation um, kind of mariner and, uh, you know, has these old traditional ways of navigating on, in the ocean and, you know, introduced me to that. And my sister is like super passionate about permaculture, has been all over the world, um, you know, building schools and um, sustainable um, technologies to 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 ensure longevity in you know in um in the health of the soil and um you know in, in people's lives as well and that's been a massive inspiration and um i definitely have always just had this kind of focus on giving back um with the music and if it feels like that's where it's it's inspired from you know it's like you know, music seems like a tool to direct, um, you know, energy, and uh, with that, people's you know attention to those to those issues. I feel you know most pressing in our time, and and that is, you know, just upholding what is sacred, you know, in you and and in the planet. And it's not particularly like a spiritual hippy dippy kind of thing. It's just coming from a, a perspective of like what is important to you is important to me. You know, we all need clean air, we all need clean water. Um, you know, everywhere you go in the world, people are flocking to see beautiful places and scapes and, you know, the world would have very little value um, if we lose that, you know, if we lose the essence of, of uh, our natural world as we know it. So that's, you know, that's really kind of the background. And, you know, I, I you know, as a musician, I just, I absolutely love collaborating with people and, you know, I love um, being, I'm just, it just seems so limitless. Music just seems so limitless. Like I, I got my little guitar here today and, you know, it's just there's so many, um, I've been playing since I was around, you know, 10, 11 years old and I'm still feel like a baby with this, with this instrument. I love the guitar. Um, I play a lot of body rhythm tapping stuff. Like, I 
just constantly making new discoveries with all of that. And um, yeah, I'm inspired and excited <laughs> above all. Amazing, man. Well, you know, what I, what I really like about you, the first time we met, it was at your house in Venice and uh, you had this epic RV which in itself was glorious. Um, but you came in and out because you were volunteering and you were going down to play music um, at the pier. And then the one day you were going out to um, do some volunteering with youth. And what I really appreciate and value about you is that you're using music and what you love to share a message and talk about something that matters, but you're also getting really involved wherever you go and helping out as much as you can. And I see that as a, a missing element to a lot of people who are trying to do a lot of good and just getting involved with where they are in the world and doing what they can. Yeah, I think for me, it, it, it honestly just feels like the, the most natural progression, you know, is, is to, you know, wherever you, wherever you are, you know, it's that you can either, I feel, you know, there's, you can either stay on the surface um, of a place where you, you know, people and, and people are a wonderful way to, you know, that like every person that walks by is, an, is like an encyclopedia. And if it's, you know, if we're closed off, um, if we're not open to connecting, if we're not open to sharing, we're really missing out on a massive opportunity, I, I feel. And I guess it's all really just come from a strong curiosity that I feel, um, uh, especially with children, you know, they're like, you kind of tend to go to kids today and have this kind of like approach of like, are you aware of that? And they kind of, you know, they're like, they're like taking over. It's like next generation takeover. And I was recently working in the green school in Bali and all these kids are like kind of orchestrating these things to change government policies to better the, um, you know, the, the legislations that are in place with plastic and, you know, there's, there's like 11, 10 years old and then of course those are very privileged children and I've worked with kids in extreme poverty that have nothing but yet they behold the most amazing kind of like principles and like of, of appreciation like those kids that have nothing they appreciate every meal that they have they appreciate you know things that you know we may look over um, we many of us may look over um, you know just just from taking for granted, you know, being that we have those things in our daily lives. So we don't really think about it as a blessing um, just to have three meals a day. You know? um, so it's always been like a curiosity, I think, um, above all, to learn from others. And then, you know, Brazil really changed my life because I went down and lived there and just couldn't speak to anyone and was really thirsty and had to like learn to ask for water. And it kind of went from there really. And that really opened me up as a young, younger man. And, um, and since then, I've just found like, just man, like the stories, like every time you stop and talk to a, you know, doesn't, it doesn't have to be someone in poverty or it doesn't have to be someone extremely wealthy, but behind these stories, behind, the, behind each of us, are these, these amazing life stories, you know, and um, yeah, those life stories, the reality really interests me, not like the who you know the validation systems that we have in place, how many likes you've got, everything like the value of, you know, your life story and, you know, your light um, has always been like the biggest, biggest kind of like inspiration for my music. And um, yeah, 
it's hard to put into words. I think that's why I have the music. But I definitely am. Um, sorry, you you know, you asked me about the youth, and I think that working with the youth is is you know it's essential. You know, I've recently been doing this project with um, a brilliant artist, friend of mine. She's called uh, Amanda Sage, and she has this project called Division Train. And she goes into schools, man, and just like all these kids get to like draw their vision. You know, you ask that question, well, what what do you see in, in the future? You know, what is the vision that you see of the world? And it's really important to check in with that generation and ask them what they feel and, you know, what how, how it is for them and their reality growing up um, in this day and age. And, you know, I often think that like, you know, the elders of, of any tribe you go to in the world, they call the children the elders in a way, you know, like it's kind of like a little bit of a joke, but they are the elders. They are the, they recognize the purity um, of the youth. And um, I think the society is, is learning more and more, um, you know, not to generalize societies, but, you know, the more, um, you know, technologically advanced um, kind of modern day cultures, you know, those, those schools and those education systems are now starting to recognize that giving more of a voice for children, which is cool. Yeah, man, a hundred percent. And I think that what you're touching on is just, you know, it's a little bit of being real. You know, you spoke about the likes, you know, I think that culturally we're looking at the likes and we're looking at the fame and the, the perfect social media thing. And um, a lot of people want to help and they want to contribute and they want to make the world a better place, but it really does require a little bit of action, like Amanda's program of actually getting into schools and inspiring the youth and listening to them, um, you know, getting involved with where you are. Um, do you want to talk a, a little bit about um, some of the other projects that you're working on? You're, you're doing, uh, you were just in, was it Japan? And you were, and I saw your yeah. post about the, the whaling and things like that. So you're, you're up to a lot of different things. Sure. Yeah. I think I just wanted to say as well, like, um, it's it's definitely like you know you know something i'm i'm really just learning now for the first time with talking about like the um, those systems that are in place and there's such a blessing as well you know these social media platforms um something i've never really been passionate to 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 grow and up until now i'm like really realizing the importance of such platforms because here's the thing once you have like the the greater your audi audience um, the more easeful, should we say, that it is to make an impact, you know, and as, and as, as, as um, tricky as those systems can be and, you know, contradictive in some way, I think it's, it's really important for all of us to, um, you know, work with the current that is already, you know, like in movement. And um, obviously social media is not going anywhere and it's a, it's a, it's a massive part of the world. And I, I really ins I'm inspired to see it being used in so many positive ways as, as well at this point. And um, yeah, so, you know, a lot of the work that I do, I can't put on social media and even, you know, it's not like, it's just the way that the, the way, especially with the, what's happening within animal exploitation, for example, around the world, a lot of the illegal trades of animal exploitation are protected by government legislations. And a lot of these governments are in some way benefiting from the trade of shark fins, ivory, you know, there's a whole long list of them. So as a reporter or as, you know, an individual or anyone that is going out to 
um, touch on this subject and you know unveil some of the layers to see just simply not even attacking it just looking at what is going on in the circumstances like what is actually happening with whaling what is actually going on with shark finning you know you need to go to the places where um, this is this is um, where the industry is is, is happening um, and and you know where the economical part of it is is um, taking place um, and my experience with that you know yeah and this I mean I've been doing this kind of work for about 10 years now um, more recently with Sea Shepherd in the last kind of four or five years um, but mostly it's when you get for example shark finning let's just go into it so shark finning is actually a worldwide industry right so you know shark fins um come from all over the world and for me when i discovered that i, I thought it was probably not that case it was just you know sharks are being killed in certain areas of the world in this really horrific uh, immoral way torturing the animals and you know often cases you know not to put a, a downer on this, this moment but you know being left without you know any of the, the fins and everything and being put in putting back in the water which is just like it's just already barbaric just to remember this is just simply to provide a um specific market um in asia uh, mostly in asia other places in the world too with a with a type of soup you know that you know um it's not even like a you know a lot of people there's conspiracy surrounding whether it can be used for medical you know medical betterment or some kind of like um medicine but it's not shark fins are not used for any medical purposes really there's been very little findings on that so um at the rate in which sharks are being finned um let me try and remember some statistics but it's it's you know there are there are like hundreds of thousands of shark fins you know monthly going and all of the shark fins go through Hong Kong right so huge international you know conservation platforms like Sea Shepherd like WWF have have worked worked um, directly with the laws of, of many different countries involving this and eventually got a legislation to to ban you know to ban international shark finning however there's always things that happen to keep the the industry alive and with shark finning basically they, they now call it a marine product right so it's illegal to dock the fin in say spain if there's a bycatch bycatch of course for those that you don't know is anything that is caught in the nets that's not a targeted um catch which is a lot of things with drift netting like like a lot and um when these when these when these sharks are landed in somewhere like spain or even you know in england or anywhere in europe like completely the other side of the world from from china um they are not allowed to sell the shark you know you're not allowed to uh you know um use the use the animal for sale so the fins knowing that they can make money it's all about money are exported as a marine product to hong kong and every single shark fin they think um pretty much in like 80 percent or something like that 
go through Hong Kong on their way to China to be sold. So the whole industry is being covered, is, is still allowed to go on because, because they are exporting it as a marine product. And it's just not enough funding and support for more research to prove, you know, that this is happening, you know, to show the governments that ordered the bans and everything. So it relies on small groups of people going there with their iPhones and filming all this stuff. And I've been, I've been trying to do my little part with that. And it was the same thing with the whaling in, in Japan as well. So, you know, it's, um, it's an interesting time that us, the people, are really, I mean, it, it's bizarre how we feel so unempowered sometimes, I think, as a society, because like we own the banks, like we own the economy, you know, every dollar that we, you know, vote with creates the trends, creates the society that we live in, you know, so it's completely within our power to, to create positive change or to create anything that we want to envision and manifest, you know, and as soon as there's no supply, there's no demand. You know, and as soon as there's no demand, there's no supply as well. You know, it works both ways. But anyway, sorry, it's quite a complicated issue. I just, I just thought I'd, I'd explain it um, so you guys had an idea because it's not something to summarize that that easily. Yeah, man, and I'm, I'm glad you dove into it a little bit. Um, you know, I remember watching. I think it's Deep Cove or or the one where they do the dolphin finning. For, yeah, the cove. Yeah, that's a, oh, a the cove. Yeah, yeah, Tajita Bay happens. Yeah, yeah, awful. And, um, you know, so I think you touched on something important as well when you talked about social media. You know, it's not, it's not that social media is bad. It's just that what we can use it for good. What are we, what are we doing? We can use all of these platforms that exist for good and, and generating um, awareness onto problems that together we can come together and solve or put a dent in and just like your project in brazil i'm wondering if you wanted to go into a little bit of that because uh it talks about i'm just curious in what way um that project is helping serve uh, underprivileged youth down in brazil yeah sure i I'd happily talk about that um on that subject you know um i think you know everyone is entitled right freedom liberty everyone is entitled to speak about what they would like they, they want to speak about and you know um wh whatever that is and, and i understand that fully and you know we all have different truths and everything i think that as long as it is truthful you know like oftentimes you know activism gets a really like bad report in the in the press and is, is kind of you know seen as these like i don't know rebellious almost like ignorant minded um you know it's kind of pinned that way by the media you know when often activism is is simply just trying to show what is happening in in the in the truest form and that leads on really nicely to to brazil um and what is actually happening in Brazil is that the country, as far as a, you know, responsibility within the education department of the country, which is, you know, it, it, the government there have abandoned um, a lot of, you know, uh, or should we say have not prioritized um, education, their money gets really, really kind of like limited to a, 
a, a small section of, and community of the very wealthy and a lot of you know a lot of the the funding and things that are, are often you know decided as a democracy you know in brazil um by the people you know they get to vote what they you know never ends up going there which is why they have so much controversy because it's just there's this all these holes where all this funding just kind of disappears and a lot of people blame the politicians a lot of people blame you know the big companies down there but regardless um it's created a situation where there are a lot of children that are with just without any support and of course you know there's a lot of a lot of things that influence that in the country um my own personal experience in brazil was that i would like meet these kids you know and coming from my background you know you see a children late night in the street you're like are you okay you know like does your mom know where you are you know what i mean but you're kind of like looking out for the kid and then as soon as i'd open up like conversation i realized that like it is actually it was me it was me that like probably could do with you know their guidance they're just like so streetwise and kind of you know it's amazing i was being told like hey make sure you don't come here at night time because this is a super dangerous spot but yet you would see you know six seven eight year old children and i was like i just was so craving to know their story you know like to, to speak with them to understand that reality which was just so different from anything that i'd grown up with i had two parents that loved me you know i grew up you know i had i had school everything i mean i was looked after as a child um and you know i would i went and, and spoke to these kids and it was like within within a within hours of speaking to them i'd write like a whole song i wrote a song called prince of the sun about this this young kid that was like looking after his three sisters and he was eight you know and like just the courage that this and like the way the world had shaped that he was a young man already and he was like he was like eight eight years old and he had no one no one so he had a football and he would like he was amazing right like he would just like like dance with the football and kick it up in the headlights at night and that was that was one of the lyrics in the song um dancing in the in the headlights at night yeah anyway Prince of the Sun, you can Google it. It's, um, it's with, uh, and then that ended up featuring um, an artist that is really well known in Brazil. So here's, here's the whole thing that kind of how it came about. So I was so inspired by these kids, right? Like it, it genuinely was just like baffling to me how these children were just so grown up. And, you know, then I started to see the dark reality. And the dark reality looks a little something like this. You've grown up in a space and it's like you, what, you know, your choices at that point is that, you know, if you're lucky, you might be able to get your hands on some DVDs, put them on a table down at the bottom of the favela and set up and sell some DVDs for a couple, like a, a dollar each maybe. And then, you know, better hope that you make enough money to pay back the guy that sold you the DVDs by, by a certain date, whatever it is. And, you, and even if you would sell and do really well, you're, you're legally trading, you don't have a permit, you don't, right? So these kids, they've got no, 
you know, no real kind of, um, you've got no ID, no passports. They can't apply for jobs in the city. You know, they can't, you know, most police will arrest children and take them back to the favelas um, when they're out in, you know, because they're just, they try to separate them from, you know, um, built, you know, the, the kind of built up areas. So point being, I just, realize that these kids just they just no one no one really knew the story a lot of my friends who were, were intelligent people you know actors musicians hadn't just hadn't really like experienced the favelas you know hadn't really gone in and like ever really sat down and listened and that experience and i met and um and yeah sorry and and just to conclude with that you know with the children so a lot of them you know the older kids would be like hey you know, please go and pick me up some shopping. And it starts with shopping, it starts with a can of Coke, it starts with a chocolate bar or something, and you can keep the change. When you come back up, you know, the mohu, the mountain, you, you, you know, you can make this delivery, but you, you can keep the change. They start making little bits of money. Before you know it, that same kid is gonna give them a little wrap of whatever it is, like normally Coke, cocaine, and these children, basically take these small then bigger and bigger and bigger as they get older and then they become drug, drug traffickers and that's illegal and that's a war between the police and all these children these young children that um, become armed you know but it's just a whole colossal situation so amongst all of that i met many superheroes people that had not chosen in their life to you know make a lot more money by dealing in drugs and had stayed true to what they believe in. And this one wonderful man, I love him to pieces, he's called Luki. And he didn't have a name when he was born. He doesn't serve, one called him, you know, like luck, Luki. And um, he was really like my guardian. And everyone knows this guy. He teaches breakdancing to children that are addicted to drugs to get off the drugs to be healthy again and you know I was I was making I was in parallel to meeting him I had my music was going pretty well in in Brazil and I had started collaborating with all these fairly well-known artists right Vanessa Damata, Gabriel Pensador, Marcelo Tutores, household names in Brazil and extremely wonderful people and I've made this album um with them, with them singing, with them, you know, all of Doom, the famous percussion band, and we recorded all the music together. And at the same time, I was like, you know, I'd be in the favela in the morning, and then I'd be on like the 30th floor of like Sony Records in in, ba in Baja de, to, to, um, Baja de Lagoa. And, um, you know, it was weird. I was waiting for this deal to happen with Sony Records, and it kind of like, they were promising a lot, and they were, funding some of the recordings, but they really weren't doing much um, else. And I scrapped that and just thought, I'm gonna just put this album out for the kids. You know, we're gonna somehow like, you know, so we made, we made a video and everything. It was just dedicated the whole album to these children. And it was great, man. We, um, we fundraised quite a lot of money and we um, invested that into a school called Unión, which is in the Hosinia favela. And a little bit of money goes a long way in those places, you know, like you can provide tutoring and education for kids for like 
very little money, like for a whole group of 30 kids, for like $100 a month. It's crazy. So we raised some, raise some funds and I need to go back down there soon and keep raising funds because, you know, they've had a good run, but they just keep needing support. And the last thing I'll say about it is that honestly, like schools for those children, as many of you know, like are, it's not about just like, oh, they're going to learn math and English. It's like, it's beyond that. That is a safe place for them to go. You know, that is a safe place for them to have shelter, to have friends, to have, you know, and also inspire a feeling of like, oh my goodness, like maybe I can make something of my life, you know, which is so valuable. You know, we forget how valuable it is to, to have that feeling of like, you know, seeing your future and being excited to, to create it rather than seeing your future is extremely bleak and, and limited. So that was the Brazil Life Project story. And my dream is to keep it making as I grow as an artist to make schools all over the world with that same project, the Life Project. Amazing, man, that's beautiful. Well, I love how you're getting like interactive and I think it's important that we involve ourselves in those different situations, whether you want to call it activism or just uh, independent journalism or just seeing yeah. what's going on. Like what, what's happening? Yeah. Why is this, why is it like this? And then you get the stories and you're getting it from one-on-one -on -one and you meet, you know, your, your friend, uh, Lucky, you know, like that's a real life angel you know, somebody who's actually doing something positively impacting the kids. And I'm just curious from you, you know, going in there and getting those stories and listening and um, going to these different parts of the world, like what is it that you like want the world to know about all of these different situations, like from what you're learning and what you're experiencing? Like, are there some things that you like messages that kind of want to get out? Yeah, I think it's just, it's really simple. It's like bridging the gap with every action that we take, everything that we do, what are we contributing to? What are we supporting? Everything that we buy, every company we support, everything we do on a day-to-day -day basis is having an effect somewhere in the world. Crystal bowls, where do your crystal bowls come from? You know, I've seen mining in like extremely like uh, remote parts of Sulawesi, you know, where, and Eastern, uh, Indonesia as well, where kids are mining for quartz, for quartz crystal. This isn't a quartz crystal, but you know, for crystals, you know, and just think about that. That's something seemingly so harmless, right? You're buying a crystal, you know, you're sitting, you're creating a 430-432 hertz resonance to bring forth like a really calming vibration. And yet that that crystal bowl may have been made in a mine where kids are losing fingers, where children are being paid. You know, it's just, we have to walk the walk. We have to integrate everything right now. You know, we have to, and look, the way I look at it is I'm a contradiction. I'm a massive contradiction because I don't agree with putting gas in my car, but I have, I, I'm gonna say I have to, I don't have to, but I still put gas in my car. You know, my house still runs on nuclear energy. You know, I pay the bills to the, to the government. I know where the money goes. You know, I still give tax money every year to, you know, and so on and so forth. And it's like, it's how much of a reduction of our contradiction in a way, like how much of a reduction of our, our footprint we can be, can be made. And when it reduces, that's when these bigger systems like gasoline are going to shift over because people, other demand is, you know, is, you see, we're seeing it happen right now. This isn't like a fantasy 
fantastical or fantastical, you know the word I mean, um, idea. You know, it's, um, it's very real, you know, and it's overwhelming to see like, like I, I come home to Venice, right? Like in, in California, you know, um, and, and it's rad. Like people like, you know, like paper, paper straws, paper, right? Recycling and it's, it's happening, right? Like step by step. And then, you know, you go, and then within that same month, I'll see an ocean where you can't see the surface because of how much plastic has been dumped. And ultimately, you know, exciting things are happening. And at the same time, like there's never been so much healing, but the wound has never been so deep. And those are the two things that are playing out, right? That's why healing in the wellness industry, people have never been so disconnected with their bodies, which is why the wellness industry is boomed out. People are sitting in office chairs all day. Your spine isn't going to feel right. You're not, your chi energy isn't flowing around your body. So you're going to look to do yoga. You're going to want to experience feeling like you're feeling alive involves cardiac, you know, respiratory movement. It involves, you know, exercise and like i feel like with this this whole modern day culture has like blocked us from like living life you know like just eating food that your own you know dna structure recognizes you know as nourishment and can you know uh, reciprocate into energy rather than sugars and fats and chemicals and plastics and all this crap that just your body doesn't know what to do with it. So it creates dis-ease within us, you know? So it's just mindful. It's mindfulness of, of the reality of where we're living, the education of it too. Um, I'm really coming back to a state of like conscious consumption, man. I think what the thoughts that we have, the food that we eat, the everything that we consume, you know, into our being is, is going to become you you know, and is also going to create the world that we're living in. So I think that brings about the power of one and it brings, you know, the uh, reminder that we are all creating this together and we are not like obligated to sign up for this like suicidal mission to, I don't think, you know, the planet may rejuvenate itself and free itself, the human population, all of that. But that does not remove the fact that we have responsibility right here, right now to protect what is sacred within ourselves and the, and the greater world. That's beautiful, man. I 100% agree with all of that. And, um, you know, I see you as somebody out there doing a lot of different things and being in, let's say the conscious community, going to festivals and, and workshops and conferences and, and people will talk uh, all these different strategies, clean up the oceans, positively impact schools, things like that. Um, and I think it's important just to get involved in some sort of way. And like you're bringing it and making it very, very grounded Just saying, you know, what are you buying? Where does it come from? How can I contribute to where I am now through actual action? I think that's really important. And I wanted to ask you, um, with everything that you're up to, let's say, you know, you've just got your, your general, um, you know, regular American, Canadian, uh, UK person. They've got their job. They're doing their thing. What, what are some ways that that person can, you know, positively impact the world? And then on a greater scale, what do you see as far as organizations or systems or things 
that you would contribute to that can massively uh, positively impact the world? And you can, you can talk to them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the first thing is, is that like, it's important to, you know, recognize just like, like I was saying, the power that we all have. I think that until you, until we actually have like, um, you know, an idea of like a feeling of empowerment to make a difference, I, I, I feel that without that, it, it, it can be quite uninspiring and um, to do so. And I really speak from, from no higher place and I'm just, I'm just figuring all this, this out myself. I've just been able to experience um, a lot of cool things from the reality. Hey, thank you. I'm almost finished here. So, so um, that's also a project I want to talk to you about. I'm here actually at the offices of uh, someone called Space Between. But to talk directly to that question, man, you know, it's like, uh, you, you know, I'm also open from hearing from you guys what you think. You know what I mean? It's like we're all working this out together. And I have honestly had interviews recently where people are like, how do you feel to be one of like the up and coming, you know, leaders of, a, of, this, of this conscious community? And honestly, like, I don't really feel a strong affiliation with like a conscious community. Um, I don't feel that serves us too much because it, it's almost like a separation, you know? And, and when I play music and these shows it is really nice to get like the tribe together my tribe when i say that my tribe's like my friends and the people the choir you know the people that i know that are already singing this this song that's that's being played out um but i actually almost feel way more um stoked when you know it's just it's everyone you know like we're not defined by our backgrounds and our like we're always doing this we're always trying to like when I was in school, it was like the jocks, you know, and the stinkers. Yes, that was it, the jocks and the stinkers. And I'm like, I don't know where to fit in. Cause I was like, I played rugby and was like captain of my rugby team, you know? So, but the, the, the rugby team was jocks, you know? And then like the stinkers was like surfers and people that played music. And I'm like, okay, you know? And many of us, you know, like, don't want to be defined by these these subcategories so i think that's really important and at my shows you know i've always i've always said that and really try and stay open to um people across the board but coming come because it, it you know it's all it's all people like you know we're doing this amazing benefit um at the greek theater on the 11th of october and it's all about the importance of water and can you tell me one subcategory or one social group that that isn't and importance to you know like it's a, we are literally unified by the same basic needs you know and that's what i i hope beyond everything the music can can uh, speak to but coming back to your question um there are lots of things we can do there are lots and lots of things that we can do i mean you know the list the list is is different when we are depending on which part of the you know of the ecological um the ecological issue that we're looking at for example marine conservation you know it's really like i've eaten i've eaten fish all my life and you know i, I harpoon fish occasionally still um caught a lot of fish in my youth and right now with everything that's happening it is it is almost impossible to um 
consume fish and it, and it to be, you know, um, sustainable for the environment because 85% of fish is coming from commercial fishing. So again, it comes back to just being really honest with yourself. Like if you want to eat fish, right? And or you want to eat animals or, you know, consume whatever it is, just know the method in which that animal is, you know, is being kept, the method in which that, the, that, that animal is being killed, all of it. And then just sit with it and be like, I'm okay with this. This is, I'm okay with, with, with what it is. And, and if you are, then, you know, you, that's your choice, you know, but if you're not right, then do not do it because it creates a conflict within your own life. Every time we do something that we do not believe in, it creates a massive inner conflict, you know, and a lot of the disease within our own bodies is, you know, is from, is from that. So I think that being true to yourself, like that good old phrase is there's a lot more to that than, than just the I am. Yeah. Like I said, I'm just figuring all this out myself and, you know, so that I don't, I don't agree with poisoning fields and, you know, just the, just that like certain cereals and things like that, you know, we really are at a time where we have to research and really look into where things are coming from. I think above all, um, that really, that will really help, you know, support local markets always get products that are local to your, um, region, you know, um, you don't understand, you know, the systems in the body, the digestive system, self-education so that we know what is good for us and what is not, you know, especially like you might be poisoning your own children, you know, if you're not self-educating yourself about candida, about you know, all these things that are, you know, responsible for causing disease. And, and above all, just minimize, you know, the plastic is a massive, massive thing, you know, like minimizing your footprint can come from very simple little moderations in your life. Refuse to use plastic. Every time I go to Whole Foods, I'm like, I don't know why you have plastic bags. I can't use your plastic bags. Tell the person on the reception to tell the person that's in the management. You know, you never know what ripple you're going to, send out i recently was on the airplane and i was like i can't eat any of this food it's all wrapped in plastic and then i literally it hasn't happened yet but i'm i'm going to next time i go to la x i have like an open opportunity to meet with the american airlines person shouldn't have said that but that person um about that you know like just just talk talk keep talking Talk to people about what you're passionate about, what about what you believe in, about share your truth. You know, we don't have to be boxed up anymore and feeling unwell. And, you know, now is the time to speak out. You know, now is the time to be honest with ourselves. And, yeah, and it's happening. And the movement is huge. And we're not alone. The tips of everyone's tongues in Asia was, you know, was concerned about you know the plastic in the oceans and it's it's on everyone's mindset you know it's you know so yeah awesome man well i i 100 agree with all that and it's uh you know I, I grabbed a coffee today and they had the straws and i couldn't use the straw and i just asked them to borrow um a spoon 
you know, and I was like, just leave out some spoons and you don't have to, you know, at each coffee shop with all these straws, and how many coffees they sell, it's just little things like that, you know, and, and as you make that action, it makes them think, you know what I mean? You are creating a ripple effect through your own choice and there's a lot of power in that. Um, I was going to ask you, and I know we got to wrap up soon here, um, but I was just curious, what are you hoping to um, do or inspire with your music as far as messages and, and why you do it? I know it's a form of your own creativity and you make incredibly beautiful, inspiring music, but do you have an underlying intention? And um, just advice for up and coming artists, because I know a lot of people are inspired by music and art and uh, it's a tough, can be challenging to make a living and people have different perceptions on being a musician and an artist. And I'm just curious if you could give some um, tips for those uh, people attempting to walk in those shoes. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I have any tips other than just the simple fact that, you know, you are really interesting. Just you, the way you are. There's not another butterfly with the same color wings as you. So when you are you and allow your own kind of feelings and emotions to be portrayed by your music, it's going to be really, really unique. And it's going to be interesting. I think that our attention is gripped, isn't it? You know, when someone is telling something from their heart, and when someone is speaking about something from their heart, you will feel it in your heart, you know? If you make a song to be famous, people are going to feel that you're making that song to be famous. If you make a song to communicate about something that you went through that was like a, like a heartbreak or something really, really powerful, people will feel, I believe people will feel their heart. So music is a lot like water. It's transparent, you know? And I really don't feel like I, I've got like, a lot of things figured out within within the music sometimes and I really think that I wouldn't be so inspired to keep going if it wasn't for all the reflections I get back. So we have to share our music for it to be fully real. You know, I love playing music, but you know, when I receive a letter from someone that's like, Oh, you know, I had cancer and I listen to your song every day to help me get through this process, then I'm like, it's way beyond me. It's nothing to do with me. It's like you know, there's an amazingness, there's a light, you know, and each of us are able to tap into that and communicate something from that channeling in many different ways. Some people just with their hands, some people break into songs, some people might just, you know, um, it makes them a really great lover or a really good friend or whatever our gifts are, you know, our honesty, our loyalty, our you know, there are a long list of, you know, being dedicated, compassion, you know, it's all kind of sourcing from the place. So I think the, the music really is just like, it's changing the market, which is really exciting. You know, for the first time ever, we're hearing like, like, like music that, being prioritized the meaning more than the sales factor. Like it's always been like, well, we love your music. How many times have I heard this in my life? We love your music so much. Your music is so good, but you just don't quite have right the numbers, which I have no idea. Like 
that's not being you right like that whole that's a whole talent in itself you know and now it's like it seems like it's you know the industry the labels and people are actually you know what do i want my brand to be identified with and that's inspiring you know if you're a musician that's starting out or you know i tell you now man it's 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 an open game because anyone you know anyone at any point can come in with affiliations you know with, with all these platforms these platforms always want to work with people that have got millions of followers you know but now that so many people have millions of followers and things that aren't really you know they're not prioritizing what's valuable to them they're just just building the the like aspect of it you know that's that's good in a way because these platforms and these sponsorships and these companies are are like prioritizing the meaning and the purpose and the message um, for the first time, you know, rather than just putting something in because it's an advantageous, right, a conditional relationship, just because it's got more status. That really interests me, man, because if we're just all having friendships with each other because of how much, you know, monetary funds people have, and what, and because it's like advantageous to, to be in the circle of other people that have those kind of monetary numbers and what's that about right like that's just not even real you know like so i think that music's a wonderful opportunity you can't lie with music you know it's so pure and true you know so um i'm really excited uh for everyone that is singing from that heart and um that's all that really gets remembered is when the, when the dust settles anyway yeah, man. Well, I appreciate everything you just said there. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, and, and you are doing that and you've been doing that for a long time. So it's nice. I think it's like a slower role. And uh, what I, you know, I get a lot of artists and, you know, I had a marketing background and coaching and things are like, how do I get my music out? I was like, well, with anything creative, same with sports, being a sports coach, you know, they want to be sponsored, the pro snowboarder, number one, I was like, do it for the love of doing it and express yourself in the way that you want to express yourself honestly. And uh, don't break that integrity with who you are. That's going to be the most honest form of expression of who you are. And it's going to be your best work. What happens outside is kind of not up to you. But if you're continuously doing good work from your heart, you know, you're going to be taken care of in some way. You just might have to, um, you know, make some sacrifices as far as, you know, are you going to change your whole album to get this? Or are you going to change it to get likes, you know, to keep that integrity? I think that's super important. Um, so I know we've got to wrap up, but I'm going to ask you, um, you can feel free to elaborate as long as you wish, um, but I appreciate you coming on. Is there anything that you wish that I had asked or that you, you want to leave like final thoughts or anything else you want to touch on before we, we close it up? Yeah, it's like to say, you know, like anyone that's in a struggling place right now, you know, like anyone that's, just really going through it and it's just like if you feel stuck or you feel like you don't know exactly what it is that you know you can do right now that's okay <laughs> you know we don't have to have it figured out in fact if we had it all figured out we wouldn't even be here you know and just 
right now there's all this pressure, you know, so much pressure and, and it's really our choice, you know, whether we kind of like take on um, a lot of these pressures and a lot of these, you know, um, you know, it's, it's a pressure to kind of, you know, um, in our own lives, emotionally, our families, our, you know, um, the demands, you know, on our own body and, you know, to, to make a living, finding the right place to live, you know, um, finding the right path, you know, that feels good, something, doing something that you believe in and whatever it is that you're going through, you can always rely on the fact that mysteriously you are having to go through that to make you stronger yeah every time and when you're in it it sucks and it feels like everything's closing down but i'd like to share something about um you know the four seasons um and to answer your question brother sorry it's i feel like we could have touched just on you know um what we can do as individuals really to deal with all these calamities of you know it's not easy right now there's so much so much chaos and at the same time there's you know there's a there's a current that that we need to position ourselves with i think and if we th one thing that really helped me man was um this idea of the four seasons and it was written by chongyan trungpa and he was the author of shambhala sacred path the warrior if you've never read that book please i invite you to to do so it's a wonderful piece of literature and an old old wisdom that predates the uh, the buddhist um, principles and uh, the season principle is this is that not only are you inevitably going to have to let go of stuff in your life you have to you entirely have to because you cannot such things are orchestrated in a divine way okay everything if you think about it is a reflection of nature we are nature we literally have to let go of things in our life to be able to free ourselves of things we can't hold on to everything throughout our whole lives heartbreak pain anything that leaf that drops off the tree really symbolizes not the end but rebirth you know it's it's death in order to regrow when you are in winter which is the hardest moment right solitude loneliness scarcity desolation just take a moment if you can to think about the fact that that winter is actually essential not just like essential or inevitable but actually serving you because it is in that solitude that you learn to love yourself you learn when there's no one else to hold your hand you hold your own hand when there's no one else to see you you see yourself when there's no one else to hear you you hear yourself no one else to comfort you you comfort yourself that is life's way of building those powerful notions and you then come through that so you can have spring you can't stay in the state spring all the time you'll be exhausted you know like so you have to come back into and like summer like fully shining and you know so you'll have your autumn again man you let go and then you have your winter 
and um, whatever the seasons bring for you guys, may you just keep growing and, and staying in love. That's pretty much what I have to say. Awesome, man. Beautiful. Well, I agree with all that. What was the name of the book you just mentioned? The Four Seasons by who? It's, uh, it's not, the, the book's not called Four Seasons. There's, there's oh. a part, one of the chapters. No, you get um, Shambhala, um, Sacred Path of the Warrior. And the author's name is Chomian Trumpa. Put that in the show notes. I'll definitely check it out myself. Cool. You got time for a quick little tune? Yeah, of course, man. Elaborate and yeah. sing if you wish. Let's do it. Yeah. I hope this works out all right. I've got my phone like just angled. All right. Well, <clears throat> it's fairly uh, early in the day for me to sing, but we'll see how we go. Thank you for all those people that did tune in. Yeah. This is a song called Spirit. Way past the lonesome roads, our cities now unknown beyond our reason. We find the wind that blows, wind that blows you day. It's been with you now all through the ages, when it's bright in the future. Of your life, now we live and learn. Now as the world turns, as the satellites were bound, all the scriptures and the wisdom found the ground. Find that wind that blows, wind that blows your name. Just see me follow me, follow me always, choking up in all the ways. Spirit is guiding, still Find you, follow me, follow me, all the ways. Show it up, and always. Spirit is guiding, still enough to find you right here, right now. Hiya. Even where the ice caps are melted, where the lovers turn still, and even where the ground's feeling. Breaking through the concrete, Mother Earth because she's teaching, reaching, new day competing. Uh, higher and higher, when she crawls, even below the snow. He men who in one's blow, fire with the ocean. Coming up in the wave of the ocean, everlasting. The wind that blows, the wind that knows your name. The wind that blows, she's singing out there. Follow you, follow you, always. Showing up and always. Spirit is guiding, still enough to find you. 
Beautiful, man. Thank you. Well, brother, it was a privilege and an honor, and I recognize all the amazing things that you're bringing to the world. So thank you so much for who you are and what you're doing, my friend. Yeah, you too, brother. I appreciate you very much. Well, much love, everybody. Enjoy your, your day. Live the moment, man. It's a blessing. You know, it's so good to be alive. 100%. See you guys. Peace. All right, guys, there we go. That wraps up that episode with the man, the beautiful, incredible Samuel J. As amazing as he is as an artist and a musician, I invite you to check out his work. He is an even extraordinary, uh, more extraordinary example as a human being. He's really beautiful. He, you know, when I met him, he was going to teach music to youth and just playing around free shows, just spreading the good vibes and just all around being a good dude so you know watching him become more and more successful is so beautiful so deserving and i'm so happy i'm such an amazing human so uh, if you want if you like this episode you want to support please share it share it with your friends talk about it the best thing you can do is one act of kindness today um let's just hashtag kindness challenge there we go that's it that's the easiest we're gonna i'm gonna go with that kindness challenge and if you can do three acts of kindness a day go out of your way to do them and do them for a week that's the challenge uh you can pick up a piece of trash you can volunteer. You can write somebody a kind note. Uh, you can hold the door open. You can get someone's, I just say get someone's name. Yeah, I probably did. Um, pay it forward. When you're at the grocery store um, with the person behind you, like when you're ready to go through, just say, hey, can I see that? And then just grab some cookies or ice cream or something and then scan it and then just say free cookie day. It's pretty ridiculous, but it's kind of a fun thing to do. Um, so all these things you can do, you can volunteer, you can uh, get somebody a coffee. So just do three kinds of acts a day. Go out of your way to do it. Don't tell anybody. Hashtag three kind acts. Uh, no, kind kindness challenge oh my god we'll, we'll stay on the same page kindness challenge and uh, let me know if you're doing it that'd be really cool and the more people that are doing that the more i know that the podcast is working that's what it's all about we've got these ideas and these perspectives that can open us up that can feel uh make us feel fulfilled and inspired but what we can do now is take action now no matter what we believe we're wherever we are in the process whether we meditated or didn't meditate whether our chakras are aligned or not aligned whether we could do a friggin you know super epic yoga pose that's perfect and oh my god it's so good even if you suck at yoga and you've never done it you can do a kind act and that's really spiritual mastery is that action and kindness go up to a homeless person give them a buck and look them in the eye and say hello what's your name um, be a freaking human being we can do this there's good humans out there so prove it by action um, not through thought but through action so all of my love and gratitude um, sign up for the email list at mattbelair.com and just go forward slash lucid dreaming if you want the lucid dreaming thing um, for coaching you know what the heart journey should shamanic death ritual anything like that or deeper coaching you know i am taking a few clients so you just go to mattbelair.com forward slash coaching and if you're ready to level up and you can be you know just at the beginning stages you don't need to be a master um, i do work with high level ceos and, and um, athletes and things like that but also mostly i would say i work with just people looking to level up and have a little bit more fulfillment in their life and overcome limiting beliefs um, and, and discover what's important to them and that's uh, my favorite thing to do so if you want to do that just hit me up Check out LoneBearsArts.com, bit.ly forward slash Gamma Waves for three free binaural beat tracks that are 3D sound. They're super dope. 
And oh my God, I'm talking a lot. So that's it. Uh, I'm going to get out of here because I got things to do. It's Friday. And um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. Okay. So this is taking three deep breaths to come to a state of coherence within ourselves. We can always do that through our breath. So wherever you are in the world, just taking a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath with the intention of just coming to peace and coherence now. And just let that breath out slowly with all the cares and all the worries of the day. Taking another deep breath in through your nose. And this time, thinking about one thing you're grateful for. Thinking about just uh, all the happiness and joy and support. Any beautiful thing that's ever happened in your life. And just expand that memory and, ex- and uh, multiply and expand that energy of gratitude now. And just let that breath out slowly with all the cares and all the worries of the day. Now taking in one more deep breath in through the nose and this time doubling that feeling of gratitude, of energy, of expansion. And I want you to send that out to everybody you've ever met, your friends, your family, your coworkers. And I'm sending you all of my energy, all of my love, support, inspiration, encouragement, uh, brothership, sistership, humanship, just all of my uh, support and gratitude. May you be whole, coherent, happy. You are worthy enough, incredible, just as you are. And I want you to send that same energy out to the entire planet, everybody on here wishing peace, um, being the act of kindness, being the change you want to see in the world, and to see all that energy from all the hearts touched around the world coming back to you and just receive that energy, remembering that you're whole, balanced, perfect, multidimensional, but divine, beautiful being just as you are. So there you go. Go about, have an amazing day. Do one act of kindness. Take the challenge. You're awesome. Become a spiritual master today. And I will see you in the next episode.